fashion insider friends. What is up? This is the Fashion Crimes Podcast, where I cover all things fashion, style, shopping, style inspiration, and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better. Yes, I'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40. And I mean, way after 40. Say it with me. Fashion and style are your friends, not your enemies. I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. Fashion Insider friends, hi! This is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and this is the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Guess what? OMG, I'm back. I'm here this week to tell you how fabulous you are for listening, A, and B, What I'm covering this week, we're talking about denim, what's happening on the calendar. And lastly, I've been working with two of my favorite clients and wanted to share some of their issues and what's tripping them up fashion wise. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, I'm your favorite personal stylist. And I just want you to know that I'm the only Holly. That's it. I'm the only one on your list. I mean, no foreplay. I'm going to get right into it. Let me clear up any denim confusion, misconception bewilderment or skepticism right here and right now. I want you to know my beautiful fashion friend, the fashion cycle, it runs on 20 years. So what the hell does that mean? It means what was popular 20 years ago is popular again now because people who were not born 20 years ago are seeing the trend for the first time. Now, in the case of denim, what we're seeing now is that low rise flare denim is back. I'm sorry to say, but it is. It was popular in the 70s. It was popular in the 90s. And now it's popular again. I just want to be clear, but this particular denim trend skews pretty young. I've been getting a lot of questions lately asking about that particular trend and if people should try it and asking me if skinny jeans are out and what's the deal. And I think I said this before a couple of podcasts back, whatever body type is your body type. That is the type of gene that you need and it will never go out of style. So if you love high-waisted jeans that are skinny and that's the support you need for your specific body type, that will never go out of style for you. Denim never goes out of style. For the past 150 years, denim has been a staple in the American wardrobe. Don't get caught in the hype of what people say is quote unquote trending for jeans, because this is a staple in your wardrobe that will not change unless your specific body changes. For me, and let's just use me as an example. Anyone who knows me or has met me in person knows that I'm little in the middle, but I have much back. I have to have stretch high-waisted jeans because I am larger on the bottom than I am on the top. That's the style that looks best on me and that's what fits me. I also never on the planet would ever wear a pair of jeans without stretch. And I mean like four to 5% elastane. That is the only thing I can work, live, or breathe in. Some people don't need jeans with stretch, but for me, it's a must. And as far as colors and rinses are concerned, they come and go as fast as the trends. So do not get hung up on color. We shop for fit first, not 
color for people just starting out or just getting into jeans for the first time or in a really long time, I always say you should have a couple pair of light, couple dark, and one or two pair of black jeans. Your jeans should be different brands, not all the same. And try to get a variation of colors and rinses if possible. Some are priced differently because, you know, the treatments of that they've had. Anything that is shiny with a coating on it is going to be more expensive because you will have a different type of finish on it. As far as the brands are concerned, it's really according to your price point. You can spend $278 on a pair of jeans. You can spend $78 on a pair of jeans. Why? Because of the garment construction and the treatment of the fabric. The more involved the dye process is, the more expensive they will be. And just FYI, I do not support jeggings. Ugh, I mean, I can't even. Leggings that are fucking fake denim? Uh, How about no? If you're shopping around for jeans at this moment, like many of my clients are, you might run across a style called a denim jogger. So what this simply means is the pant legs have bands around the ankle, you know, like a sweatpant type of look, but of course they're denim. So these are super on trend right now for any age and come in a variety of price points. And I do want to say I do fully support this trend in case anyone was on the fence about these. Not a staple that you have to have, but I would be super proud of you if you decided to purchase these. The average person should have between four and eight pair of jeans in their wardrobe. And I just want to say, key takeaway, you shop for fit first. What is the support you need? Are you extra tall? Are you extra short? Are you thick in the middle? Do you need butt support? You find out the type of jean that you want and then figure out what colors you like within that style. This weekend, my husband and I went to meet Nolan and Mary, friends of the podcast, down at the Manhattan Vintage Show, which I had actually been to, you know, about 10 years ago. So it's a lot of vintage dealers that are pretty high end from all over the country. If you saw my Instagram post this week, it was so cool and so fun. And what they had and to see what people specialized in is like a clothing explosion. I mean, denim is obviously a huge category that people carry in the in the vintage market. I mean, The thing about vintage or secondhand denim is that things were made a long time ago. And of course, they're not going to fit the same as they would now. So I do not recommend buying any vintage or secondhand jeans unless you try them on. Denim goes up to like two, $3,000, especially like Japanese denim from a long time ago. So some people buy, they're like sneakers, right? So some people buy them to wear, some people buy them just to flip and resell. But if you're buying them to wear, I would not buy or purchase any jeans that are vintage or secondhand unless you could try them on. And, you know, a lot of older styles of jeans have no stretch. So, of course, you know, that's out for me. But back to the vintage show. Oh, my God. I mean, it was only one room, but it probably had like between 30 and 40 dealers. I mean, maybe a little less. I don't know. But I could not even get through the entire room and go through all the racks to see what I needed because it was just sensory overload. These dealers were from all over the country and had the greatest shit like I've ever seen. It's been a while since I've shopped vintage, but it totally like inspired me and re-sparked, you know, my interest. When you see vintage at a flea market, it's okay. And the stuff that people have 
They've been dragging it around for a really long time. It usually smells like someone's garage or someone's basement, but this stuff was much higher end and there was so much jewelry. I mean, so much jewelry and so many shoes and bags. It was really fun to go through the stuff. And of course, like I said, I posted some pictures. I talked about my newest bestie from Itaro Vintage in Greenpoint, Brooklyn. I met her. I fell in love with her. She had the most gorgeous stuff I've ever seen. I knew people dealt in vintage high-end like this, but not as pristine as her stuff. This is unlike any vintage stock I've ever witnessed in my entire shopping career. And believe me, all I used to do was shop vintage. But the high-end designer, the selection she had, it was pristine, odor-free. I mean, and believe me, that is a game changer. I just thought she was the best dealer in the entire place. But I'm not just saying that because I bought something from her, but there were 10 other things that I wanted, of course, that I left behind because one of the things I did buy was an Yves Saint Laurent dress that was so beyond. I mean, I'm going to do a photo shoot in it and post pictures. It was brown and blue, this geometric pattern chiffon, either late 80s or early 90s. I mean, I'm just so curious what type of life it had before me and who wore it and where it's been. I mean, that's what, to me, what's so exciting about vintage is that you're giving something that's been kept alive for so long, a second chance to have another life with a new owner. I don't know. I just love that. You can see through the sleeves, it has a slip underneath, but it is a maxi dress with a ruffle and it is just next level. So please stay tuned for pictures on that. The things that I saw there, not only from her booth, but for other people were just so unique and original. Like for example, the leather jackets, you know, the feathers, the fur, the hats, the bags, some are from the, all the way back from the fifties, the forties, but you know, they're all back in style again. The Western wear, the native American, like ponchos and boots and turquoise jewelry. Like it was all I could take. It was just like, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. The jewelry was so incredible and chunky and huge statement pieces, like in gold and silver and You know, the only thing that upsets me about vintage earrings is that most of them are clip and I cannot stand clip earrings because they hurt me so bad, but some people love them. But most of the earrings from the eighties and earlier, you know, most of them are clip, but anyway, it was enough jewelry to blow your mind. I mean, these people spend decades and decades collecting, sourcing, finding and curating their collection to sell to clients and private dealers and collectors locally and internationally. One of the dealers told me, that she's going to another vintage show in Miami in two weeks. And I mean, I'm sure that one's even bigger. And there's so many things I wanted to buy, but just ended up with my new St. Laurent dress. And I sad about it. And I just could not pass it up. I mean, with huge gold hoops and jewelry and a big chunky necklace, I mean, it's going to be a knockout. The whole point of that story is honestly what fashion should be for you. It should be fun. It should be exciting. It should be something that you have total control over and you can decide how you feel and how you want to look every single day even if it is something different each day. I mean, of course, I didn't need to buy this dress. I mean, come on. Yeah, of course not. Anyone who knows me, I have so much shit. But I was so in love with it. And I knew I could wear it for years. And it would be worth it to me to spend that kind of money on something to have like this in my collection. I am building a wardrobe as my style evolves with my age. I mean, that's something that I teach my clients and we practice each time we shop together. So if you are struggling with having your style evolve, going to some a place like a vintage store or a consignment store, it might just spark some interest in you and give you a little inspiration. Usually the prices are better and you're going to get your dollar to go a little bit further. 
So speaking of clients, the two clients that I worked with this week virtually, they both have the same issue. And I just really wanted to talk about it on the podcast today with you in case you're having the same feelings. So I did a virtual board for one of my clients and she did the shopping on her own. And of, you know, of course, I've been working with her for years. I led her through the process of what she should get and why with my board. And, you know, she was just a little bit panicked about what she was purchasing and how she would wear the items and what she would wear it with. Keep in mind, there's nothing wrong with buying cohesive outfits. But if you see one thing that you like, you just don't have to plan the entire outfit before you purchase one thing. Fashion and style is a free expression of how you feel in the moment and how you want to style that one item in the moment. It doesn't have to be overthought and planned out to like the millisecond. If you buy something, you know, you want to make sure that it can flow and ebb in your wardrobe. Maybe you can wear it with jeans or skirt or jacket or layer it. That's kind of how you need to think. You don't need to think exactly like, okay, so if I buy this top, what exact pant am I going to wear with it? And I'm never going to stray from that. Loosen the reins a little bit and don't overthink it. People who are just getting into fashion or used to getting items or shopping for themselves, you can get really caught up with, what am I going to wear it with? How am I going to wear it? As this is a valid concern, I'm not downplaying that. I just want to remind you, it's just don't trip on the details of coordinating every single thing down to the shoe. You need to buy stuff that feels organic and natural to you. And just know that you have the power to wear it as you see fit with a little bit of guidance from me. And if you wear it one way and you're like, eh, I didn't love it, try it with something different. That, that's all I'm saying. You're not glued or stuck to one single item with one other thing. And that's all you can ever wear it with, right? Give yourself a little bit more credit. You know, one of my besties who's my client, she's got this gorgeous black shell tank top that's silk. And yeah, it was really expensive and I made her buy it. It was like in the $250 price range. But, you know, she's going into the office and needed basics. And she keeps telling me, I don't know what to wear with it. I don't know how to wear it. I love her so much. I just keep telling her it's a black tank top. You can wear it with anything. You can wear it with jeans or skirt or you can wear it under a jacket. You can wear it by itself. She's still a little bit tripped up because I think she feels that it's like super fancy. So I get it. She wants to wear it the right way but don't not wear it, right? Again, it's a super valid concern, but something like that, like a black silk shell, it can go with anything. You just, you can't make a mistake. And if you're trying to save it for something special, then it kind of ruins the moment. It just sits there not being worn because you're not trying. If you've shopped with me a couple of times, most everything in your closet should be approved by me. You just can't make a mistake. When I used to work with people, it was a cohesive wardrobe transitions from work to weekend with ease. Let me tell you, now that's just at the window now. Even that rule, there's no work to weekend anymore. I mean, four years ago, I've been doing this almost for eight years now. When I four years ago, I would have never ever thought in a million years that there's people are not going to work. I mean, that's just strange. Now it's just work from home. And even if you are going into the office, which some of my clients are, they're only going in part-time, two to three days a week. So all of your clothes have to be able to be functional for life at home while working, in addition to life at the office while working part-time. 
I know it sounds confusing, but it's actually easier and a lot more casual to dress while you work from home. For the She Podcast convention, I mean, Jessica asked me to write an article about what to pack or how to pack for a conference. And can I tell you, I got more comments about that article that I ever expected. I mean, people read it and they really understood it. They did have questions, but the biggest takeaway from that article, and I'll post a link to it, was that being seen back in public again can be extremely stressful. If you need to shop, you start with one category, jeans, tops, shoes, maybe you need a new bag, whatever that is, take baby steps from there. You start with what is least intimidating to you. You know, you can look at pictures, go on department store websites. I mean, find out what their top sellers are and just start there. Always remember, just because you're getting dressed doesn't mean you're so dressed up. And I can understand how people could feel that way because we have been dressing down for two years. But again, just because you're dressed and put together doesn't mean you're all of a sudden so dressed up. And also, it never hurts to be the best looking person in the room. I'm just saying. Now, just FYI, if I haven't bossed you around enough today, I'm just telling you, it's holiday time. Hanukkah is super early this year. It's three and a half weeks away, and it starts on November 28th. And of course, Christmas obviously is a month after that. But here are my rules for holiday. You must tell people, and I mean your family, your in-laws, anyone who's going to buy you a gift, you have to let them know what you want. Otherwise, you're going to end up with clothing and shit and items and accessories and crappy earrings and think you just, you didn't ask for or you didn't want. It's up to you to let them know what your wishes are for gifts When it comes to clothes and accessories, give them the links. If you know for a fact that someone is going to buy you a gift, and that is lovely if they do, if you're on a super tight budget, you need to be asking for clothing items that are a little bit more special or expensive so you can receive them as gifts for any holiday, whatever holidays you celebrate, birthday, whatever, Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever. I mean, let's keep it real. If you don't know how to shop for you, Your family sure as shit doesn't know how to shop for you. I don't care if y'all do pajamas on the night before or what have you or whatever your tradition is, then pick out some pajamas that you really want. Do you really have to have matching pajamas with your entire family? Maybe you do. I don't know. But can we get past that? If y'all do pajamas, fine. Let's figure out which pajamas you really want so you can wear them and you don't have some Christmas pajamas hanging out the entire year that you wear once a year. That's not money well spent. Let's get you a list going for once that can provide you things that you want from your friends and family so they're not guessing on what your new style is or waste your time or their time trying to find things that might be in the range of your new style. They have no idea. No disrespect is just fact. I mean, I cannot tell you how many closets I've cleaned out with gifts that are still wrapped, items that have never been used from family and friends because they didn't want to return it or they didn't want to hurt their feelings. Let's tell the truth and let's tell people what you actually want so you'll get things that you love. I mean, there's no shame in telling people what you want to have as a gift during the holiday or any holiday for that matter. And just remember, when you're buying a gift for somebody, 
You should be buying something that you think they want or they would like, not something that you want them to have because you like it. (laughs) When you buy a gift, it's something that you think they would like. It's rough, but it's the truth. I have a great holiday gift guide coming up that you will not want to miss with some super fabulous items on it from, of course, women, small owned businesses. Yes. All right. So stay tuned for an amazing giveaway, super fun prizes that are coming up this month leading up to Hanukkah. And then we're going to be doing another uh, giveaway during Christmas. Yay. Okay. Listen, I'm on your side. I'm here to boss you around tell you what to do when it comes to style and fashion and clothes. I am your fashion bestie and I'm here for you. Let me be very clear about that. I need you to let me know what you need. Let me know if you need any gift ideas for you or some of your family members. This is going to be a great holiday season. Last year, we were so depressed. We were so down and out with COVID. Now we're kind of, I would say like 60% back to normal-ish esque sort of kind of let's try to be dressed if you're traveling let me know if you need help packing or what you should be wearing and if you're working let's figure out what you're going to be wearing for work and making sure that that will transition into clothes that you can wear when you go out or girls night or date night or whatever okay We got a lot to go through. We got a lot of guests coming on. This is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazeballs. We're going to get super hype, 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 right? Okay. Everybody good? Great. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. This has been Fashion Crimes Podcast. My name is Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist. And let's keep it real. The only Holly you need to know. Hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And please don't forget to leave me a five-star review for this podcast. I just might address your next question or issue live here on the Fashion Crimes Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for what's coming up in the next few weeks. I'm super excited about it. And I will let you know that anything that you want to know, all you got to do is just ask. Send me an email, smoke signal, whatever you want to do. I had a great time hanging out with you. And don't forget to tune in next Friday. Tell a friend, tell someone you love, tell someone you know who needs a style lifeline. My name is Holly Cates and I am out.